Hi everyone, it's time to enter the legend with Sunbreaks Radio. Hi everyone, you're with Leah on Sunbreaks Radio. Um, it's still Friday, 6 p.m. as every week you are with me. Um, and yeah, here in Prague it is um, not so sunny, like it's sunny at the beginning of the day and then we have like grey clouds and so on, but it becomes sunny after, well, it's kind of a mess. Anyways, um, today I'm going to talk about you, like about Prague's legends, yeah, about Prague's legends because it is um, here I am. I am in Prague right now, and so as it is maybe my last show, I thought that it should be uh, really relevant to do my last show on Prague's Legends. Um, if I do a show next, next week, I will do it also on Prague's Legends. So yeah, um, I for that, I bought a book, uh, really, um, um, a, a material book, you know, not something on the internet. Um, well, it's beautiful actually, like there is a beautiful cover and so on. I bought it in a little shop, like souvenir shop. Uh, and you could like have this book like in so many languages, like in Czech, English, like French and Spanish and so on, like very, a lot of languages. So yeah, it's, I think it's kind of good souvenir, you know, to, to give back home because well, as no personally, I love legends, but it is always interesting to know all the little stories about a town because sometimes there are stories that we are not expecting. And um, well, I hope that it will be the case for today uh, that you will not expect uh, some of the legends. Actually, there's um, all kinds of legends in this book. Um, yeah, there. Um, I try to choose like legends from all kinds um but i yeah i'm going to try today to uh make you listen to five legends uh if i can i don't know if i will have uh the time to do um but yeah really the book is really nice and i will just like read you the stories so i think it's good because it's going to be great today um and oh I didn't see, but inside, because I'm just opening the book and just looking at it right now, and inside there is like a, this kind of little maps situating all the legends. You know, there is a place and so on, like what they are related to. So oh, really, it's kind of well done. I like it. I really like it. I'm going to read everything uh, after this, but yeah. Um, then... I try to choose legends that are not too long because sometimes there are legends that make like two pages long and I don't know if it would take so much time or not. But anyway, uh, if you are like interesting into uh, Prague's story, Prague's legends, um, because it, it could interest you anyway, uh, you can buy it. Really, it's, um, as I'm just repeating myself, but nice and well done. I don't know if you can buy it online, like, it doesn't have so much interest if you haven't visited Prague, or maybe if you want to prepare your maybe next travel, 
I'm gonna check if you can buy it online. Um, I'm gonna check that while I make you listening to some music. And the first song we're gonna listen to uh, is a song asked by my grandparents. So kisses to you. Um, and it's called In Your Eyes by The Weeknd.
I have good news for you because it is available online. Um, so yeah, you can buy it like for the French people. And we have uh, the FNAC. I don't know if this is a shop that is uh, kind of international or not. Anyway, um, I even didn't tell you the title. So the title is um, 77 Prague Legends uh, by Alena Jeskova. I hope I'm pronouncing it well because Czech's name are kind of hard to pronounce. So during the story, I hope that I will pronounce it correctly. Um, then I want to, before enter the first story, I want you to listen to music that I feel kind of linked. And that's just the first music that come to my mind when I just pronounce the title of the first story. Uh, and it's also a song that I love and I have an anecdote on it. So I'm going to make you listen to it right now. It is Hey Soul Sister by The Train.
I like it. You know, it's dynamic and so on. I like this song. And so I told you I have an anecdote about this. Um, because once I was, uh, doing camping with my parents and my brother and we were like eating at some restaurant and so on. And there was, um, at this restaurant, a karaoke, uh, event. And so while we were eating, people were taking the mic and singing, you know, and it was fun, you know, it was a great mood. Um, I just, you know, I'm not shy, but kind of hesitating to do things. And sometimes I just tell to myself, go, like, go, lady, go do it. And I did it. So I sing some songs. I think I sung two, two songs. And... Then I was at the table with my parents and this song, Hazel Sister, uh, came up. Uh, a woman was singing it and I was like, oh my God, I love this song. I wanted, you know, to sing with her because, you know, I wanted to sing, like, at least. And so I just stand up and take another mic and join this woman that I didn't know and sing along with her. And it was so, like, fun and I don't know, it was a very single mood with all this joy and yeah we were laughing singing and we were singing you know it was not beautiful at all but we didn't care you know um yeah a good it's a good memory for me anyway let's now enter the first story of today's legends and so um this is the story of the three sisters um, that's why I thought about Hazel Sister. Um, so this story takes place in Malinamiesti. Uh, Malinamiesti 3, I think. Let me find it back because I didn't open the book. Um, yeah. So Malinamiesti 3, so it's somewhere in the, in Prague. Uh, and this is kind of a long story, you know? Um, but yeah, and there is a kind of introduction to the thing to uh, situate the legend and tell, tell about the place it is. So I'm going to read it to you. So the house is at the Three White Roses and it stands on Malina Niesti, so it's a small square. And it's in its current form, so with a facade decorated by the painter Nicolas Alex. Uh, it is better known as uh, the house you wrote up uh, after the wrote iron monger's shop that used to be there. Um, three white roses are painted on the face on the facade in memory of the legend that gave the house its original name. And so that is the legend that I'm going to tell you right now. Once, long ago, three girls lived here, beautiful and innocent as white roses. Their parents died prematurely and left the sisters great wealth, but they had no idea how to use that wealth wisely. And soon, they become proud and stupid. 
From morning to night, they would sit in front of their looking glasses, combining their hair, trying on dresses and jewels, and gossiping about young men and marriage. They all had the same dream, which was three rich and noble grooms would arrive and carry them off to castles in foreign lands. And indeed, a handsome foreign prince appeared among the suitors and started to court the elder sister. He talked for so long about his beautiful palaces over the sea and the diamonds he would give her and the balls he would hold in her honor, that his spellbound beauty agreed to live with him. She packed her dresses, jewels in heavy chests, her sisters paid her chair for the guiders and off she went with her bow. The remaining two girls did not grieve long for their sister. Soon, a new face appeared among the thrones of their suitors, a good-looking and wealthy duke from some far-off land, began to court the middle sister. He sent her baskets of flowers, precious rings and necklaces, and after a few weeks, he took her off to his dukedom, together with all her property. The youngest sister was left alone, but not for long, since a young English nobleman turned up in Prague on business and had eyes only for her. He told her about his estates, full of parks and gardens, and how she would be a lady with her own shadow on an island, in the middle of the sea. What a girl could resist! The youngest girl packed up all the remaining property. The trunks were all stacked in a carriage and the driver cracked his whip. The house on the small square was left silent and deserted. Long years passed and no one heard any news of the sisters until one day. A traveling journeyman arrived in Prague and recounted all he knew. Three rich grooms for three proud sisters. Not at all. They had all been the same man, a swindler who had only been interested in the girl's wealth. He had taken them off to foreign parts, one after the other, robbed them there and left them in misery and poverty until one by one they fell sick and died. Pride comes before a fall and love is blind. Alas, for three sisters who never heeded this wisdom. So, it was kind of long, uh, long story. I think it is the longest that I chose for today. Um, anyway, I thought this story was really interesting because there is a kind of moral behind it, you know, like to be, to be so superficial and, you know, this kind of pride and so on. Um, it can't lead you anywhere, you know, it can't lead you to be happy and so on like you have to to keep working hard you have to keep a goal in your life 
instead of waiting for a mom and so on. And I think this is a real, a really patriarchal view of women in this story. You know, that these women are only waiting for a man. Uh, this is very old, uh, vision of the world, but obviously because it is legend, so it is, um, for sure old. So we can understand it. But anyway, um, that's what I think about this story. Um, um, to, for the next song, I kind of ask about, uh, I, I ask all my friends about uh, their favorite song in the world. And so from this point of the show, um, we're gonna only listen to songs that are my, uh, friends' favorite one. So don't judge their weird musical tastes. Um, uh, I didn't listen to each song entirely before putting it, so don't blame me. It's the fall of my friends. And we are starting with Samuel, which is not just a friend because it is my boyfriend anyway. So the song it gave me is One Stand Down by Muse. Someone trample on me You strung me along I thought I was strong But you were just backsliding me I've opened my eyes And counted the lies And now it is clearer to me You are just a user And an abuser Living vicariously I never believed That I would concede And get myself blown asunder You strung me along I thought I was strong But now you have pushed me under I've opened my eyes And counted the lies And now it is clearer to me Just a user and an abuser And I refuse to take it
like this song. I like this uh, group muse. Uh, really, it's in my family. It's kind of a big artist, you know. Like I've already been to one of their concert and yeah it was amazing like at least every concert that i did was amazing because like being to a concert is like you have the whole mood with everyone singing out loud and dancing you know and the singer here on the stage just making all the people move you know it's kind of amazing anyway uh it's been already almost 30 minutes that i'm talking and playing music and I've already like I have only told you one story so I think my objective of five stories is gonna be uh, quite difficult anyway I'm gonna go straight so to the second story uh, which title is the treasure in the bridge um, and so it is about Charles Bridge uh, the f I think it's the most yeah obviously it's the most famous uh, bridge in Prague so, yeah, the one that you, you can't miss if you go to the city. It's like with all these uh, great stages and so on. So, yeah. So, this story is called The Treasure. So, yeah, obviously you should guess that it is about some um, treasure. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Sorry. I'm just a bit tired. Um, I'm going to just tell you this story. In an out-of-the-way hamlet, not far from Prague, there once lived a poor peasant. His cottage was small, with a garden, just as small and an apple tree, and he had many children. And being poor, they often wanted for food. One night, he had a dream. He dreamt that he was walking across Charles Bridge and suddenly stumbled upon a heap of gold coins. But then he woke, he woke up, and the coins were gone, and the cottage as poor as before. Yet he had the same dream the next night, and the third. He could no longer ignore it, and he set off for Prague and Charles Bridge. He walked back and forth on the bridge all day until evening. But could see nothing unusual. In the end, a soldier who was on guard in a sentry box on the bridge asked him what on earth he was doing. How odd, said the soldier when the peasant had recounted his tale. I too have had a strange dream and also three nights in a row. I dreamt that a little way from Prague there was a village where there was a cottage and in the cottage garden, there grew an apple tree, and concealed in the root of the tree was golden treasure trove. But that's my cottage, the peasant exclaimed. Together with the soldier, he hastened home, dug the apple tree, and under its root, he found the golden treasure. The two divided it fairly, and both lived happily ever after.
So, shorter story than the previous one, hopefully. <laughs> and um, yeah, I found this story was really... Uh, first, there is this idea of dividing everything, you know, and just sharing because... You know, the treasure was at least in in the peasant cottage, you know. So he could have kept everything for himself. But no, he divided it with the soldier because, like, it was... Actually, it was fair. Like, he, he had helped him to, to find it, to find it out. Sorry, to find it out. Um, but yeah, um, this kind of dream, like, you know, preminent... Pre- oh, I don't know the word in English. Um, well... This dream when you have some visions of what will happen. I feel like, you know, it could happen to some people. Um, I, I really think that if we look for it, we could find some crazy stories about people who dream about a thing and then try to do it and figure out that it was like kind of a premonitory thing. I think it's like this that we say pre- premonitory. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I like it. I really, it was interesting for me, like, because, you know, when you are in Prague and walking on Charles Bridge, you are like, oh, maybe, like, <laughs> but anyway, I will try. I will tell you if it's, it is a success, but I don't have any cottage, so it's going to be hard. Um, then for the next song, so, um, it is, uh, a song, the favorite song of my friend Flavie. So Flavie, uh, I met Flavie in the secondary school. She was in my, uh, she was my classmate. And then we kind of lost contact. And years after, we started to work, um, in some children camp vacation. And we found like together back and we were working together and we had so much fun together, you know, like, being real friends even we if we hadn't see each other in a while so yeah i flavi i think you are not listening to this show because you are too busy but i love you this this um this people this person is amazing really uh anyway so this song she gave me uh, is a song that i kind of like so good choice it is a tainted love by soft cell
this song is related to me, the kind of song, you know, that you listen to uh, when you are doing parties with your family. Oh, not only your family, actually. I listen to it when I do parties with my friends also. It's kind of intemporal, like, song. Uh, and you always dance on it, you know. That's the kind of music you, you play uh, at kind of middle end of the night when everyone has been, like, a bit a bit drinking and so on and then everyone is like oh let's go dancing um i like often may dance the rock dance with my father on this song actually uh i don't know if it's with me or with my mom that he dance but it's like my father is kind of the only person that wants to dance with me so yeah anyway uh all of that to say that i like this song um, let's go now for the third story. So I know that I'm going really quick for the stories, but I really want you to listen to as many stories as possible because as you know, there are like 77 stories, but I'm, I can't tell you, tell you everything. And some stories are really long, but yeah, if you're interesting, just buy the book. Uh, it's not so expensive. And if you're interesting in Prague and so on, it's yeah, interesting. Anyway. The first story uh, is called The Executioner's Sword. So, um, this story takes place uh, at, oh my god, Svaniche Island. I'm sorry for the <laughs> Czech pronunciation. Hopefully, I think you are not doing better than me. But anyway, um, so yeah, and at the beginning, uh, there is a kind of explanation to what is an executioner. So it's a job, obviously. So I'm going to read it to you. Um, so in olden times, the profession of executioner was considered unclean. And so the executioners were not allowed to live among other people, but only in solitary places far beyond the city walls. Um, People recalled from them by day, but secretly visited them at night when they needed help for thanks to their dreadful profession executioners. Um, they had a good knowledge of the human body and knew how to treat wounds and cure sickness. So, yeah, and the same was true uh, of the new town executioner who lived in a small house on the island of Svanishte. And so... This is the executioners we're going to talk about. So from what I understood, it's a kind of doctor. But I'm not sure. I'm going to look for it after the story. First, let's, uh, let's take place to the story. One evening, a mother with a small son knocked at his door. The boy was constantly sick. Nobody seen did him any good and the doctors only struggled. Um, they shrugged their shoulders helplessly. When the mother stepped with her boy through the executioner's door, she was immediately afraid for it seems to her that there had been a flash of light on the opposite wall where the executioner's great sword hung. 
She also noticed that the executioner's face went pale and he was altogether disconcerted. And so with dread, she asked him what the sign meant. The executioner was reluctant to tell her, but in the end, gave him that is how my sword speaks. It moves when someone enters whose blood it is fated to shed and your boy is a such one. The mother burst into loud weeping and would not be calm. Was the life of her little son destined to end with the executioner's sword? She threw herself on her knees before the executioners and begged him to help advert his dreadful doom. The executioner was a good-hearted man and knew what to do as well. If you allow it, I shall take my sword and make the tiniest cut, cut on one of the boy's fingers. Then the prophecy will have been fulfilled. The mother consented through her tears. The executioner took the sword down and ran its sharp edge along the boy's four fingers, just enough for one drop of blood to appear. Then he examined the boy and gave the mother a bunch of herbs to make an infusion for her son to bring back his health. And so it happened. The boy recovered and when he grew up he became a respected citizen who lived out his life in peace and content. So honestly I don't really know what to think about this story because like yeah honestly I didn't understand it uh, completely. Um, but yeah, I think it was this kind of mystery around kind of a prophecy regarding the young boy that was about to die and then the executioners uh, just saved him by just cutting a finger. So yeah, I think it's like really kind of, you know, mystery legend and so on, but we don't know who is the boy actually, you know, I think it's not complete because like, if we were told like, yeah, this boy was the further president or I don't know, whatever. It's like, just we don't know because at the end they say like, yeah, he, he become like uh, a, a respected citizen and so on. And yeah, maybe, <laughs> but who is it? Anyway, um, but yeah, um, the kind of story beside with the mother like crying and the spirit. Um, I don't know if I would have done that. Actually, I think, yeah, I will have, but I'm not a mother, not yet. So I don't know. Uh, to every mother listening this show, tell me if you would have do that. And by that, I mean, like, uh, just sacrificing a part of the body of your child, child just for him to be saved. I think for a finger, I will have do it because, like, if you miss a finger, it's not so much problem, you know, you, you can easily live without it. But if you miss, I don't know, a leg or an arm, it's more complicated. But I think it's, I don't know, more important to live uh, even it's without some part of your body than to be dead, you know. Obviously it is, but uh, I know that could be like dramatic for some people to, to be 
like deprived of a member of themselves so yeah I think I would have done the same thing but yeah it should be kind of traumatizing anyway um so my next friend's favorite song uh so that's uh, Leah's favorite song um yeah I know Leah is my name also so yeah we have the same name I have so many uh I know so many people who have the same name than me and so yeah I have like two or three friends that are named Leah also but yeah so this Leah is uh, Leah Derbome but she is not going to listen to the show so <laughs> we don't really care um and we met in high school but uh it's it was kind of weird we were not in the same class uh, but she was in the same class that one of my friend Marine and once at a party we met and we just spent an incredible night really and since this time it is my party uh, mate and like we, we drink together we party together and it's always amazing so yeah that's why I love her um, anyway her favorite song and hold yourself it's an atypical song uh, it's called you're welcome and it's by Dwayne Johnson <laughs> and I'm gonna react on it after the song I see what's happening, yeah. You're face to face with greatness and it's strange. You don't even know how you feel. It's adorable. Well, it's nice to see that humans never change. Open your eyes, let's begin. Yes, it's really me, it's Maui, breathe it in. I know it's a lot, the hair, the bod. When you're staring at a demigod, what can I say except Welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demigod. Hey, what has two thumbs and pulled up the sky? When you were waddling, yay, hide this guy. When the nights got cold, who stole you fire from down below? <laughs> Look at that, yo. Oh, also I lasso the sun. Stretch your days and bring you fun. Also, I harness the breeze. You're welcome to fill your sails and shake your trees. So what can I say except you're welcome for the islands I pull from the sea. There's no need to pray, it's okay, you're welcome. Ha. I guess it's just my way of being me. Honestly, I could go on and on. I could explain every natural phenomenon. The tide, the grass, the ground. Oh, that was Maui just messing around. I killed a eel. I buried its guts. Sprouted a tree. Now you got coconuts. What's the lesson? What does it take away? Don't mess with Maui when he's on a breakaway. And the tapestry here in my skin is a map of the victories I win. Look where I've been. I make everything happen. Look at them. Hey, 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 Well, anyway, let me say you're welcome.
and thank you. Hell yeah! Have you ever heard about a song sing by Dwayne Johnson? I didn't like hell. I I didn't even know that he was the one playing this role because let me explain. Um, You're Welcome is a song uh, sing by a character in uh, the Disney cartoon Moana. So in France, we know it as Vianna, uh, but Vianna is the name of the, um, the princess. I don't know if she's a princess or not anyway. And so he's playing a character like I don't remember its name, but it's the big character, like the god who has like kind of knife and can transform itself in some animals. Anyway, um, I didn't know that it was Dwayne Johnson singing this song. But yeah, kind of original favorite song, but we like it. Like, the song is not too bad, you know. So, uh, we still have time for some stories. I think we can make it. Uh, we can make the five song. So, let's go to the fourth story. So, which title is The Headless Templar? And it's a really, really, really short story. Uh, really. So it's gonna be quick. <laughs> um, so this story takes place in, uh, Liliova. Uh, and I don't know where it is, but the little map should told us. Uh, let me see if I can find the map right now. Please, the map. And so, uh, yeah, there is a kind of code with numbers, you know. I don't know. Like, the eldest player is the number seven, and the number seven on the map is, yeah, mm, close to the, close to the river, like to Prague's river, which is called Vlad, no, I can't pronounce it. It's like Vltava. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not so far from the Jewish quarter, I think. Well, I'm not an expert in geography. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, and it's, so this story is kind of ghost story, you know, like, ooh, <laughs> some, yeah, kind of scaring thing, but it's short, so let's go. In Liliova Street, in the old town, a headless man appears every night on a huge white horse that breathes out sparks of fire. The rider wears a white tunic with a red cross, a sign that he is the ghost of a Templar knight from the former Templar monastery of Saint Anne. In one hand, he grips the reins of his restless horse and in the other, he grabs his own severed head. They say that he was beheaded for some offense, and shortly before his death, he abandoned the Christian faith, for which he was placed under a curse. He is still waiting to be released from it, but he can only be set free by a dauntless youth, who will catch the by the bridles, says the knight's own sword and stab him, stab him with it through the hurt. And such a youth is yet still to be found.
okay, as I told you, it was really short. Um, but it's kind of, you know, mysterious. And I love mystery. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's like, it makes me think of, I don't know if you saw the movie Sleepy Hollow. It's a movie with Johnny Depp. Um, and yeah, it's kind of the same. Maybe it's actually inspired from it. It's if it is the case, it will be like awesome. But yeah, it's in Sleepy Hollow. There is this uh, black knight on the horse uh, without head, and um, so yeah, kind of this you know same story. Like the head uh, is cut off, um, but here this uh, Templar has his head in the hand. You know, so I hope I will never uh, pass by this uh, shadow because I will like just <laughs> freak out. Um, but yeah, and I like the fact that um, this legend, you know, is not finished yet. You know, they're still waiting for you to come and deliver the night. But <laughs> it won't be me because I'm not brave enough anyway. Um, but yeah, so um, for the next song, so it's um, Valentin's favorite song. So Valentine is afraid of mine, which I also know from high school. Um, and yeah, it's a friend that I met during a class trip. So I was in the European section in high school and she was also, but we didn't talk to each other in class, you know. But uh, in our final year of high school, we did a kind of European section class trip to Germany. Uh, I let you know why, because we were in English European section. But anyway, it was to make a kind of reconstitution of a MUN. And, um, and yeah, and so we had to find some classmates to make a group and to represent a country and so on. Uh, and there was just like me and her. And we just look at each other saying like, hey, we are alone together, like, we should be together and so we put together and we spent our whole trip together and literally and yeah we had so much fun like talking really have deep conversation and laughing and just spending and we were with Marine another friend of mine and yeah our trial was amazing so yeah that's the little story of my friend Valentine and so her favorite song is uh, Believe from Cher so uh, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to make you listen to it right now.
So, you know what? Um, when Valentin told me this song, I was like, what is this? Like, what the hell is this? I don't know this. And then I listened to it and I remember that I know it. Like, I know this song. I don't know from where, but I know it. And, well, actually, I like it. I'm not really difficult. I kind of like everything, literally. No, not everything. Like, uh, I can't find any example of what I don't like right now, but I know that there's something that I don't like anyway. Um, so I think we have, I don't know, like I have only, no. Well, I was about to say that I have time to tell you last story, like the last story uh, which I planned for today, but it is not the case. I'm already running out of time. So the last story would be next week. What I'm going to do, I think, is that next week I'm gonna um, do again a show on Prague's Legends because there are like so many stories, like so many legends, and they are all interesting. Like, yeah, um, I will find like some uh, other legends that I that I like, uh, and I will tell it to you. Um, but anyway, so that's the end of the show, and I hope you had a great moment with me, as usual. Um, personally, it was awesome. So I wish you a great evening and a great weekend, obviously, and then a great week until next Friday. So. Uh, we met same hour on Sunbreaks Radio. Love you and don't forget to take care about yourself. Bye everyone. It's time to leave the legend, but you're still on Sunbreaks Radio. <laughs>